Gemara Erubin has been sponsored by Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife Celia for their success, for their children's success, health, happiness, beracha, parnasav, atzlaha, bechol maaseh yedehem. Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Eddie Sit in honor of the birth of his daughter Hannah. May he enjoy much nachat and pleasure from all his children. Amen. Today's daf is being studied. and Abraham ben Amen. We are beginning on Tedvav. two lines from the bottom. Our sugya today goes back to a sugya that we started yesterday, Mahlokit between Rav Papa and Rabbi Yoshua, regarding the deen of Parutz Ke'omed, which means if you have a wall, and the wall is equally breached and equally walled, you have the same amount on uh, both sides of the wall, on the open side and on the walled side. It's called Parutz Ke'omed. So we had a mahluk between Rav Papa and Rav Yoshua. Rav Papa said, Parutz ke'omed, ke'omed dame. It's considered as if the wall is walled and therefore it is okay, 50-50. You don't need majority. You don't need omed merubah ala parutz. It's enough to have omed and, uh, like the parutz. Uh, however, Rav Yoshua argued and he said, no, 50-50 is not okay. Now the Gemara is going to bring proof for the Papa and a question on the Yeshua. So comes the Gemara and says, Tashema Shayara Shechanta Bibika. You have a caravan of people. Whenever the Gemara says Shayara, minimally it means at least three people. Shechanta Bibika. Before Shabbat, they got to a certain valley. Now we learned earlier that a valley has the deen of a Karmelit. Therefore, they're not allowed to carry in the Bekaa. So they need to make an adjustment in order to carry. So what are they going to do? They're going to take their equipment, all their equipment of their donkeys. For example, the Gemara is going to say their saddles and the pillows, etc. And they're going to form a makeshift wall around the Bekaa. So the Gemara says, And they surrounded the valley, Begimalin, with their Camels themselves, be'uchafot, is the saddles of the camel, be'abitin, that's the pillow that they place underneath the saddle, be'shlifin, that's the load that they place on the camel, be'kanim, kanim is the reeds, be'kolachot, kolachot, as she says, is the stalks of vegetables, Again, yeah, so they're taking all their equipment mm-hmm. and they're piling it around. So the Gemara says, mm-hmm. So that converts the Bekaav Karmelit into a Reshut Yahid, and they're allowed to carry in the perimeter. So long as you don't have between each camel the size of airspace, the size of a camel, mm-hmm. and between each ukaf, each saddle, 
Kimlo ukav, the airspace the size of an ukav, uben abit le abit, kimlo abit. And between each abit, the size of an abit. So therefore the Gemara's question is actually on the Papa. The Gemara is saying over here, because if you have equidistant airspace, mm-hmm. then wall space, it's not good. So you see over here that when you have parutz ke'omed, it's ke'parutz dameh. When you have 50-50, 50 wall, 50 air, it is no good. And therefore there's a question on Rav Papa. Comes the Gemara and says, he'll answer you. And say, say that when we say that you're not allowed to have the airspace, let's say, of a saddle, for example. Mm-hmm. You have the saddle, you shouldn't have the airspace next to it, the size of a saddle. It doesn't mean exactly the size of a saddle. It means the size of a saddle plus the extra space to get it in and out. Mm-hmm. Like we learned in yesterday's daf with the schach where there's some extra space on the skach in order to get the wood in and out, so it's not 50-50 anymore. It's airspace of an ukaf plus. And therefore, the only reason why it's pasul is because you have more mm-hmm. airspace than wall. However, if it was 50-50, in Ekaname, it would be good. So the papa will answer the case is talking about in order to take it out and put it in, so you have a little extra space on the sides, and therefore it's more space than not. Comes the Gemara and says, Tashema, come and listen. The Gemara is going to bring a Braita in the laws of Kilayim. As we learned, it is forbidden to plant two different plants in close proximity to each other. For example, a vine next to, let's say, wheat. Mm-hmm. However, or a very different type of vegetable. However, if you plant it for a mot away from the vine, it is okay, so long as it is in a separate uh, separate domain. Now, how do you do that? For example, you have a wall around your vine, therefore you can go for a mot from the wall. So now the Gemara is going to give us three laws regarding the wall that surrounds a vine and it's going to tell us the different laws, what's permissible and not. Tashema, Nimset Ata Omer. Comes out that you're going to say, Shalosh Midot Vemechisot. That there are three measurements regarding the walls around a field of a vineyard. If let's say they have a wall made out of sticks or reeds. Mm-hmm. So the Yamara says, and let's say those reeds are very narrow. They're less than three tefahim. Like very narrow poles that you're using to make a fence. Anything that's less than three tefahim. For example, you'll see in your picture... 116, you see poles that are less than 3 tefahim and they're surrounding a field. So to be considered a legal wall, they have to be within 3 tefahim of each other. Once they're within 3 tefahim of each other, we employ the rule of lavud. And therefore, even though there is majority airspace over here, because these poles that she tells us could be very narrow. For example, 
you're going to have a, 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 a tefah pole, and you could have up to three tefahim in between. So it's obviously more airspace than not. But mm-hmm. since you lose the law of lavud, lavud makes it as if it is totally closed up and is considered a sealed wall. Now, the reason why you need that is kedeshelo yizdaker agedi. In order that there's not enough airspace for a little goat to stick his head in immediately through one of the uh, slats, through one of the holes. And therefore, that's not considered a wall. Mm-hmm. So as long as it's less than three tefahim, you do not allow the goats to get in. Mm-hmm. Once the goats can't get in, it is considered a legitimate wall. That she's lashon, we read inside. It's on the fifth line. Sadiq Shiloye Benzel Ezegimal Kedeshiloy is the Keragdi Bebatrosh Kilomar Lehedya, meaning immediately. Belo Ikuv without any delay. She's when it's three to Fahim or more wide, the goat just can walk right through, he can penetrate it immediately. He doesn't have to wiggle through. The Dikirat Gidir as she continues, the penetration of the goat, Mevatela Metorat Lavud. So it takes it away from the law of Lavud, mm-hmm. and therefore, because it's wider than three, therefore, and she continues, if you don't have um, three tefahim between the slats, which is good, mm-hmm. like we said, even if it's more airspace than not, it is okay. Make believe each kane, each one of these poles is only two etzbaot, two finger breaths wide. And you have two tefahim distance in between, so it's obviously more airspace than not. Kasher. Why? We consider this is all omed. This is all wall. That's the first case. Now we move on to the second case. Let's say you have your slats of your wall. That the slats themselves are three tefahim wide. And for that matter, any slat, the width between three tefahim and four tefahim. That's the width of the slat that you're using to wall the field. So Gemara gives rules regarding this measurement. Tzarich shelo yehe ben So the Gemara gives a rule first. You have to make sure that the space next to the slats that you're using are not the same shi'ur as the slat itself. Okay? So you're not allowed to have 50-50 from this Gemara. That's where the question is going to be asked from. But we're going to read the whole B'raita first before we zero in on the question. So Gemara says again, Sarih shelo yehed ben Now, the Gemara continues, shelo Because we don't want it to be parutz, meaning opened equally as it is walled. And if it was more opened than walled, meaning if it was parutz omed, af omed asur, then even in front of the area that's walled is going to be forbidden to plant. Which this Gemara is saying, if you have slats, if you look at your picture number 117, the slats are between 3 and 4, yeah, they're walling the field. Mm-hmm. Now the distance they're telling you in between the slats cannot be as big as the slat. 
Okay? Cannot be the same distance, which means it has to be less. Mm-hmm. Then the Gemara comes along and says, because if you have more air space, then already you won't be allowed to carry, not carry, you won't be allowed to plant another vegetable, certainly not in front of the airspace, but even in front of the slats themselves, even in front of the Omed, you would not be allowed to move, let's say, four or more away from one of these slats and plant. That is the deen. Now, obviously, there's a contradiction that was said in this statement. Over the Gemara is going to deal with the contradiction. Because a moment ago you told me you have to see to it that you don't have 50 50. Mm-hmm. And then you tell me because if you have more airspace, mm-hmm. then you have a problem. What do you mean? You just told me 50 50 is an airspace. It's a problem. Right. Then you're telling me, well, but if you have more airspace, then you have issues. It's a contradiction in the statement itself. The Gemara will deal with that contradiction as she tells us on the spot. To, to be patient for the Gemara to reconcile. That's the second shiur. Now let's read that inside in Ashi. Tzarich shelo yeh benzela zekim lo'o. Again, the Gemara said, when the slat is between three tefahim and four tefahim, you have to make sure that next to it the airspace is uh and uh, not equal in size. And so long as the airspace is small, even though, let's say, the airspace in between is uh, three tefahim, for example, mm-hmm. so long as you have majority wall, which means when the airspace is the equal or more than the side of the slat, right. so then already we say that the wall becomes nullified. Because now you have a wall that's surrounded by airspace on both sides. Mm-hmm. If you remember, we learned mm-hmm. when the airspace is bigger, so then it has the ability to nullify the wall itself. Right. And therefore, as she tells us, if it is small, the airspace, so then we say that the uh, wall remains a wall, and it overpowers the airspace, and you have uh, more wall than airspace, and therefore it is okay. Now we give the third level. Kol dalid. If the slat is four tefahim, and for that matter, it goes from four tefahim to ten amot. We don't have a picture for that in our books. We can imagine now. You're talking about the third level, big mm-hmm. slats, mm-hmm. from four anywhere to ten amot. Again, you cannot have the equidistant airspace next to it. Again, so you don't have 50% wall and 50% airspace. And if it was, let's say, 50-50, this case is a little different. In this case, it is permissible to plant next to the slat itself. But connected the opening, the breach, it would be a surge. This differs, the, case three differs than case two. In case two, where the slot was between three and four, and you had 50-50 airspace, you couldn't plant anywhere, on, not in the 
air, not near the airspace, and not near the wall. Right. Well, in the second case, where the slat is four tefachim or more, if you have 50-50, or certainly more uh, airspace than not, you're not allowed to plant by the airspace, but you still can plant in front of the yeah. wall. Mm-hmm. Of course, if you had more wall than not, mm-hmm. then you can even plant in front of the parutz, in front of the airspace itself. Mm-hmm. Now, the Gemara gives uh, one more level, actually. But if you have a pritza, you have a breach in your field of more than 10 amot asur. Then the whole field becomes asur, which means you cannot plant anyway, because that's a breach. That's not considered a wall. Once you go above 10 amot, up to 10 amot, you can still say it's an entrance. Therefore, it's normal. However, once it gets 10 amot yeah. breached, yeah. so now already you cannot plant anywhere. Now, there's a way to adjust that, however. Hayusham hadukranim. If you have, let's say, reeds, we learned about those reeds uh, earlier. If you want to go back to your picture books, we can go back to picture number 88. You saw the dukrin over there, which they're uh, wide poles on top and they narrow down to the bottom. And you're going to use them as your poles to make a surata peta. Mm-hmm. They would put each one at the end of the uh, breach, right. and they would put a vine, and they would run it across the top. So the Gebarah says, Ayusham karima dukrim, if you have those poles, ve'oseh lahen pe'ah melema'la. They're able to make the pe'ah, that's to run the vine across it. Afilu biyotir me'ayasir, even if it's more than ten amot, mutat, because bottom line, you adjusted it with a surata peta. So that is basically the braita. Now, before we get to the question and zero in, it'd be worth it for us to read Rashi Dibura Matkil Keneged Haomed Mutar. He really gives us a review of all the laws. That Rashi is going on the third level of the of the Braita, where we said if the poles or if the slats are four tefahim or wider. So then, in all scenarios, you can always at least plant in front of the slat itself. As long as you go four more away, you're okay. Now, the Rashi says, Since already from four tefahim and on, that's considered a significant wall. And therefore, you can plant in front of it. Not only if it was 50-50 could you plant in front of the wall, but even if it was more breached than wall, you could plant in front of the wall. In conclusion, as she tells you, you have three measurements. The first measurement was talking about you have reeds, right? The narrow reeds. Or migimal, so long as they're within three tefahim of each other, and each one is less than three tefahim itself. We're not concerned about airspace or how much uh, uh, wall space. Right. Because the milui uh, is not a pizza because you're using the principle of. Lavud. So right. that's the first case. So right. I'm not worried about how much airspace right. in the first case. Case two. Shilosha 
I'm serious. Lo avi prisa shelosha. You don't have a prisa of shelosha. The afilu ayotin mimilu olo kabdina. I don't even care if you have more airspace like we learned. Ad di ika prisa shelosha until you have a breach of three to five, which you cannot say lavud anymore. Ubemidashiniyan, and we go to the second case. Then we start to be concerned about how much wall and how much airspace you have. Why? Because now already you have a significant amount of airspace uh, next to it. Mm-hmm. Which means now the airspace on both sides is able to overpower the board itself right. and is able to knock it out. The afilu kenegdo eno matir. Right, which is even 50-50 is not going to be good and therefore you won't be allowed to even carry or, I'm sorry, plant even in front of the board itself. Because mm-hmm. 3 to 4 to the frame is not a significant yet mm-hmm. board size. So therefore the air on both sides can still mevatel it. Right. Even if it is Equal to the mm-hmm. board itself. Mm-hmm. Once you have already a fortifying board, the airspace is not going to be vatilled. Mm-hmm. It'll always be permissible at least to plant in front of the board itself. And now we zone in on the question. Gevarat says, Katane Mihat. A partial quotation from the Vraita. Resha. The second case, it says Resha, but this is referring to the second case of the Braita. Migimal ve'adalid, from three to four, tefahim. Ubilvad shelo yeheh ben We said so long as you don't have equidistant airspace on the sides. So that shows you 50-50 is not considered a wall. Mm-hmm. Meaning, Omed Keparutz is Keparutz. It's a question against Rappapa. Amar Lecha Rappapa. So Rappapa comes along as answers. My Miluo. What does it mean when it says that it's no good uh, if you have you know equal airspace, so the Gemara says nichnas It's talking about milu'o where you really have a situation where it's not only the airspace, but you have airspace not fifty-fifty. You have airspace plus, oh. like we learned in order to get it in. And out. Mm-hmm. So therefore, mm-hmm. only in the case where the airspace is more mm-hmm. than the wall, which means, let's say your wall was mm-hmm. three and a half to fahim. Right. So if your airspace is more than three and a half to fahim, which means enough to get a wall in and out comfortably, so that's more airspace. So therefore, he has to read into the Brighter, right, and say that. Mm-hmm. The Brighter said, you know, equal. When he comes on, it says, means equal, like we learned above. You know, plus, in order to have right. the Nikhnaz fact to get it in and out comfortably. So the Gemara says, mm-hmm. You know, and it makes sense. Midiktani, because the second statement was, mm-hmm. Right? If there was more airspace or more breach space than wall, asur. then it's even forbidden to plant in front of the wall itself, implying, but if it was equal, Mutar, Shma'amina. So therefore, uh, Rav 
Papa will focus in on the second part of the second case. In the second part of the second case, when it said if it's more uh, breached mm-hmm. than not, so then already you can't plant anywhere. Implying what? Because it was more breached. Right. Implying if it was 50-50, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And on the 50-50 statement that said it's no good, he'll learn it's really not 50-50. Yeah. The, even the 50 airspace is a little more. Mm-hmm. That's the way that Papa reconciles. So the Gemara says, Lema Which means, now we go to Ravuna. I call it Yoshua, but it's Ravuna Yoshua, which means, now already we're telling you, that's the way you learn the Braita, we're learning that only because it's more airspace than not. However, 50-50 is okay. Mm-hmm. That's a question on Ravuna, the son of Yoshua. So the Gemara says, Amar Lecha, Ravuna can answer, Vilitamich, according to your reason that says 50-50 is okay, Emasefa, I'll bring you a question from case number three. Right, that's where the boards are for Tefahim or more. Imaya omed miruba ala parutz. The case said, if you have more wall space, then airspace then we said you could plant the whole wall, which means even by the airspace. So the Gemara implies, because you have more wall than not. Implying that if it was equal, it would be Asur to plant. Which means that Avunad comes along and says, or can say, you're asking a question on me? He says, you're asking me a question from case number two. I'll ask you a question from case number three. In case number three, the language of the Braita was that when could you plant by the whole wall? Only if it's more wall than airspace. Mm-hmm. If it's Omed Mirubala Parutz, implying what? That if it's equal, you would not be allowed. So that's a proof to me. So you're, you're bringing me a question from case number two. I'll bring you a question from case number three. So the Gemara says, you know what? Sefa Kasha Papa. The last case is a question to them, Papa. Resha Kasha Ravuna Bered Rav Yoshua. And the first case, or the second case in the Mishnah, Braita, is questionable according to Ravuna Bered Rav Yoshua. So the Gemara says, Sefa Rav Papa La Kasha. How are we going to answer? We can answer Rav Papa as follows. Aidi Detana Resha Parutz Miruba La Omed. In the second case, we said, when is it no good? When you have more airspace, mm-hmm. right? And that's good, because when you have more airspace, it's no good. Implying 50-50 is fine. So he says, once already we use that language in the beginning of the Braita, and we use the language parutz miruba, tana sefa, so the third case, the Braita, used the language omed miruba ala parutz. It used the language when it wanted to say a case that is good, since it contrasted and said the case that's no good is parutz miruba la omed, so the case that is good it used omed miruba, even though that's not precise because it's even fifty fifty would be okay. But the reason why it chose omed miruba is to keep consistency in the language, even though it keeping consistent really causes us a problem. But.
but Rav Papa could come along and say the Braita wanted to keep a certain consistency. So again, in case number two, where it was talking about where the boards were between three and four, Tefahim, when is the wall considered not a wall? When it's more parutz than Omed. Mm-hmm. So in contrast, when you have the boards that are four Tefahim or more, it wanted to say, when is it good? So to keep contrast, it said, when it is Omed Miruba'ala parutz. Now, doesn't have to be that far. It can even be 50-50. But since we gave the case of no good parutz miruba, so the case good, we said omed miruba. Gebarah says, Resha leravuna bered rav Yoshua lo kasher. And once already answering this answer, you can answer it for the bivuna bered rav Yoshua as well, and say that the resha is not a question either. Aidi debaelimitni sefa. Since we wanted to say at, in this in the third case. Omed Mirubala Parutz that we want to say that the only time it's good is when you have more wall than not, implying that fifty fifty is Asur, which is in line with Rabuna's opinion. So in the Resha, Tana Resha, so we gave the case of the first case where it's not good, Parutz Miruba Ala Omed. Even though the implication would be fifty fifty is okay, don't go with the implication. The, the, the Resha that said that the bad case is the case where you can't play is where it's more airspace, that's only because in the Sefa, the case where it's good is more wall space. Now the Gemara goes on to a, another question or another point. According to the Papa that holds, Omed uh, can be equal to the Parutz. Parutz ke Omed, which still considered Omed, 50-50 is good. Because of this, Lo Ariv Lehu Vetani Lehu. That's why the Braita did not join its cases together. Let's review. We had three cases. Mm-hmm. Case number one was we have narrow poles, mm-hmm. and the rule was so long as it's less than three tefahim, right. so you're okay. We have lavud, mm-hmm. and it's considered a wall. Case number two was if the poles themselves or the boards were three tefahim or more. So then we started to give the rule of parutz and omer, how much airspace do you have? So the uh, Gemara is telling us that since Rab Papa holds that you could have equal space, Mm -hmm. so he holds, you could have a a pole, a wall that's three, right? Mm -hmm. And you could have three tefahim airspace next to it, and it is going to be considered... Okay, mm-hmm. so therefore you need two cases. The first case tells you if you have poles, <laughs> so then the law is less than three tefahim, lavud. Mm-hmm. Case number two is if you have boards that are uh, three, right? Mm-hmm. So then only if you can have more airspace than not, but if you can have equal airspace, meaning if you can have three, right. it'll be okay. Right. The first case you have to have less than three. Mm-hmm. Right, to say Lavud. Second case, you can have three. even three, which is equal. Therefore, need, it's two cases, because the Shirim are different. Mm-hmm. Case number one, to say Lavud, you can have a pole less than three Davka, only less than three to make Lavud, so it's a wall. Right. However, if you have a significant measurement on your board, for example, it is three Tefahim, so then what do we say? Then we say, as long as you have three to five airspace, we don't say that the airspace knocks out your wall. Mm-hmm. So you have, a, you have a difference between case one and case two. 
Case one, less than three tefahim. Case two, three tefahim. That's why you had to say them separately. Right. However, Ela Ravuna Rav Yoshua, but according to Ravuna, son of Rav Yoshua, who holds that meaning when you have the equal airspace it's no good so therefore bottom line in the first case if you have airspace of three it's no good and in the second case if you have airspace of three it's also no good because it's the same shoot as your as your uh, as your slat right. so therefore why did you have to give Two separate cases. Let them put them together and say the following. If the poles are less than three, or for that matter, or even if they are three, you can't have the distance of three in between. Because according to him, in the first case you can't have three because of lavud. Mm-hmm. In the second case you can't have three because it's parutz is equal to the mirubeh. So bottom line, it's the same distance that's asud in case one and case two. So put them all together. Meaning, say instead of making three levels, just say case one is if your poles are less than three, or for that matter, three. Your space has to be less than three. Because if it's going to be three, it's going to be pasul. In case one, it's going to be pasul four because you don't have lavud. And in case two, it's going to be pasul because you have equal airspace right. to to wall space. Mm-hmm. So therefore, why did you have to put it in a separate category? So the Gemara says, you know why? Mishum delo dame pesula deresha lepesula desefa. Because true, it might be the same shiur that's posel, but different reasons. Pesula deresha. The reason why it's pesula deresha, kedeshelo yizdaked hagdi bevatachat. As we learned earlier, when you're having poles, yeah. the reason why you need less than three between the poles is so the goat cannot penetrate the wall. Right. Because if the goat can get through, it's not considered a wall. Mm-hmm. That's why you need less than three. Mm-hmm. However, when you have significant boards. Meaning, when you have boards of three, mm-hmm. so now the reason why you can't have airspace of three, different reason, nothing to do with goats anymore. Once you have significant walls, mm-hmm. we're not concerned if the goats can get in or not. Mm-hmm. Now what's the concern? So the Gemara says, Pesula de lo ye parutz keomed. That's already a different story. Now you have the issue of parutz keomed, when you have significant walls, so now already you can't have more airspace or equal airspace than Wall space, and therefore, and if you do, then the airspace overpowers the wall. Of the airspace on both sides, right? <laughs> so therefore, you're right. Ravuna says, bottom line, the airspace of three is going to ruin you in case one. It's going to ruin you in case two. But since it's for different reasons, the Braita categorize them separately. Now the Gemara goes on to a side point and says. We said, in case one, so long as you have less than three tefahim between the poles, mm-hmm. you're going to employ the law of Lavud. Mani, who's the author that says Lavud is up to three tefahim? Rabbanani. Must be following the opinion of the Hachamim. That less than three, you say Lavud. But from three tefahim on, lo amin Lavud. Ema sefa. What do you mean? I bring you a contradiction from the Sefer of the Braita. Kol shehu shelosha umishlosha ve'ad arba'a. Right in our second case, we gave the size of the slats between three and four tefahim. 
Now let's analyze ourselves for a second. Where did they get this measurement here? Between three and four tefahim. Which means according to the rabbis, mm-hmm. up to three tefahim you have the principle of lavud. Right? Okay. After three tefahim, from three tefahim to ten amot, there should be no difference really in measurement. Because once you have three tefahim, there is no more deen of Lavud. Okay. So therefore, it's not a. It's already the, the categories of the Braita, at least according to the Hachamim, should have been. You have poles. The poles themselves are less than three tefahim. Less than three tefahim is not significant because anything that's less than three tefahim, you don't even say lavud. So the pole is not considered significant. Therefore, you need less than three tefahim in between the poles themselves to make it a complete wall. And then the next category should be, and anything if you're from three tefahim upward. Finish the ten amot, that's already considered the laws of significant walls. Mm-hmm. But we had a middle stage, we had between three and four. Mm-hmm. Now, who's the opinion that says between three and four that you could still say lavud, which, was, which means is not yet considered a significant shi'ur? That's according to the opinion of Rabban Gamliel. Rabban Gamliel held, or Rabban Gamliel held, that Lavud goes up to fortifying. So from the fact that the Baraita gave the scenario, second stage, mm-hmm. where the, the board is between three and four tefahim, the Gemara says, Atan Rabban Shem'on bin Gamliel, Amar Pachot Me'arba'a Lavud. De'i Rabbanan, because if it was going like the Rabbis, Mishloshah Ve'ad Arba'a, would you give a category between three and four? Shilosha ve'arba'a hadhu. Once you're ready, you pass three. Three and four are practically the same, which right. means the fact that the Braita gave that second case, we have boards that within three and four, and the Gemara is giving you dinim on that, that must be going according to the opinion that says that even up to four tefahim, since you could say uh, lavud, so therefore, uh, that board is not really considered yet a significant board. But once you get a board of four to five or more, oh, then already, that's significant. I mean, even if you have majority breached, you still can plant in front of the board itself, because that's a significant amount. But who's the opinion that made a difference between three and four to five? That's a Gamliel, so make up your mind. The Braitha Sutair itself. Mm-hmm. So Gabbara says, Amar Abaye. So Abaye says, Listen, the fact that the first case obviously is following the opinion of the rabbis because they said if you have less than three tefahim between the poles, that's obviously the opinion of the rabbis. So the sefa that talks about a pole between three and four tefahim is also the rabbis. How? The rabbis agree. If you want to plant in front of a wall, the wall has to have a significant shi'ud. It's got to have four to five to be considered makom hashuv to plant in front of it in all cases. Which means, listen, there's the law of lavud and there's the law of significant wall to plant in front of it. Right. Don't mix the two. Mm. I hold of lavud. Mm. Less than three tefahim, you make the wall as if it's all wall. However, you want to plant in front of a board, that board has to have a shiur hashuf. Shiur hashuf is not three tefahim. Shiur hashuf has got to be four tefahim. So there is no discrepancy. It could all be going like the rabbis. Mm-hmm. He goes, no. The bright is going like Rashbag. And the shiur of lavud over here is really... 
four tefaim. How do we know that? From the fact that he gave a shiur of a board between three and four tefaim. So that must be going like Rashbag. Yeah, but the first case said, if between the poles, it has to be less than three tefaim. According to Rashbag, it should have said less than four. He says, no. When did Rashbag say lavud? As we learned in the previous dapim. That's only lavud you say on top. For example, you had a Quran the Mavui that didn't reach the wall. So we said, according to Rajbag, if it's within four to five of the wall, you consider it Lavud. He holds Lavud, you say, on top. However, Avalemata, but on the ground, Havale, Kimhaisa Shegedaim, Bukhimba. Her bottom line, he holds, you hold three tefahim on the floor as lavud. Because once you have more than three tefahim, mm-hmm. so already the goats can breach through it. Mm-hmm. So therefore, it's not a wall. And therefore he says, lo amrina an lavud. So therefore you could say, the whole thing is going like Rashbag. That what? That really lavud on ground is three tefahim. And therefore he said, if you have your... Uh, breach less than three, it's okay. More than three, no. When the poles were narrow, and then when the poles are more significant, shoot meaning between three and four, because mm-hmm. he holds there is a shoot between three and four, and then right. you have the shoot of four and more. Tashema. Now we go to bring one more proof. Defano talalu. He was talking about the walls of a hatzer. Shiruban petahim v'halonot. Let's say one side of the Hatser, the majority of that side is doors and windows. Mutar, it is permissible to carry in such a Hatser. So long as it's more wall than not, than airspace. Now that's a very hard case to understand. Because how do you have a wall where the majority of the wall is windows and airspace, and it's still majority wall? It contradicts each other. If you have majority on one side of a wall, majority uh, windows and majority doors, right. obviously you're going to have majority airspace. So how could you tell me in the same breath, so long as it's the majority is wall on that side of the Hatzid? So the Gebara says, Shiruban Salgadadach. Could you mean to tell me Ruban that the majority of the wall is made up of windows and doors? It means where you put a lot of them, not where it's the majority, where you put a lot of openings on one side of the Hasir. Mutar, it is permissible to carry in such a Hasir. So long as you have more wall than airspace. What does that imply? Imply that it's 50 50. No good. Knockout question. This question knocks out the opinion of Rapapa. So the Gemara then says, But you know what? Alagah follows Rapapa. That so long as you have 50 50, your wall is okay. So the Gemara says, you just ask a knockout to Yufta on him, and then you tell me the next breath that Allah God follows him. Come on, Sajin. Yeah, you can do that. Mishum de daika matnitim kivate. Because we have a Mishnah that is precise according to him. Ditnan, because we learned in the Mishnah. Lo yiyu pirtsot yeterot ala binyan. Which we learned is. You sh- so if let's say you have your field, right, mm-hmm. where you were putting your uh, your uh, your uh, utensils in order to wall the field to make it a reshuta yahid. So the Mishnah said, so long as you don't have more airspace 
than wall space, mm-hmm. you're okay. Ha-kibinyan mutar. Implying that if it was 50-50, it's okay. So we have a clear diuk right. from a Mishnah. And since the diuk of the Mishnah follows the papa, so you brought me a question uh, that you had a tiyuftah from Hasid, fine, but I have a Mishnah that goes like him. So therefore, we are going to take the opinion of the papa that says, parutz ke'omed is considered ke'omed. And the Mishnah continues. Makifin shelosha chavalim zele ma'ala mize vezele ma'ala mize. Ubelvad shelo yehu ben hevel lachavero shelosha tefahim. The Mishnah over here is discussing the case that we were talking about earlier about people that were traveling on Eid of Shabbat and they got stuck in a bekah in a valley. The valley has a deen of a karmelit, and they want to carry in the bekaa, so they have to form for themselves walls in order to make it a reshuti yahid. So here the Mishnah says, they're able to be makif, meaning make walls that go around the perimeter of the bekaa. shelosha chavalim ze and what they do is they configure it, they put three ropes, that's what the wall consists of, three ropes, one on top of the other, and one on top of the other. So long as the airspace between the ropes is less than three tefahim, so then you can employ the law of lavud. Now, if you employ lavud, you have nine tefahim. You need ten tefahim in order to have, a, actually you don't have nine tefahim, you have minus nine tefahim. Because, and you need ten tefahim for a legitimate wall. So the Mishnah says, shi'ur habalim ve'ovyan, the measurement of the ropes and their thickness, yeter al tefah, is a tefah plus. Meaning if you take the thickness of all three ropes, they equal to a tefah plus. In order that you come to the sum total of ten tefahim. Meaning the three spots of lavud. From the floor to the first rope. The first rope to the second rope. Second rope to the third. That's minus nine. Plus one and change of tefah's width of the ropes. You have ten tefahim. Now you could look at it in your picture books. You see it. It is picture number 118, where you see the three ropes that have the uh, less than three tefahim distance, which, like we said, is the law of Lavud. The Mishnah continues, Makifin Bekanim. It is permissible as well to make a wall out of Kanim, which would be like reeds. These are poles that one sets up vertically, so long as you don't have three tefahim in between each pole, then again you have lavud, as considered a legitimate wall. Now we had this picture earlier. If you go back in your books, uh, that was actually picture number 116, where you had the poles uh, and you had less than three tefahim uh, in between. Okay, and the Mishnah continues. Beshayara de Beru. These leniencies of these type of walls, whether it's the wall of ropes, which is a horizontal wall, or it's the wall of reeds, which is a vertical wall, 
These were all said specifically Beshayara in the caravan, meaning when you have three or more people that uh, are in the Bik'ah for Shabbat, so they were lenient to make such walls. Divre Rabbi Yehuda. That's the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. V'hachamim omrim, lo dibru b'shayara ela behove. The hachamim say, no, that this leniency to make such walls applies as well to an individual person, not only to a caravan of people. So the Mishnah only chose shayara because that would be the normal situation where walls like this would be fashioned. Now, let's analyze for a second. What's wrong with these walls? So, these are considered mehitsot giru'ot. They're inferior walls, because a normal wall either is a, a brick, which is a solid wall, or it has a sheti and an eriv, which means it has a sheti would be the horizontal, or sheti would be the vertical, and eriv would be the horizontal. That's how you have a wall. You have a vertical and horizontal. Here the walls are either only horizontal, like the case of the ropes, or only vertical, like the case of the kanim. So these are inferior walls. So therefore we have a mahloket. To what extent did we allow such mehitsot giru'ot? Rabbi Yehuda says, only for a shayara we were lenient. Rahakamim say, no, the leniency for these walls applies to everybody. And the Mishnah concludes, Kol mehitsa she'ena shel sheti v'shel erev, any mehitsa that is not made up of, again, a sheti and an erev, meaning the sheti is the uh, vertical and the erev is the horizontal, ena mehitsa. It is not considered a mehitzah, devre Rabbi Yoseh, Rabbi Yehuda. These are the words of Rabbi Yoseh, the son of Rabbi Yehuda. V'achamim omrim, echad b'shenei devarim. Hachamim come along and say, all you need is one of the two items, or sheti or erev, to be considered a legitimate wall. And the Gemara is going to explain exactly what Rabbi Yoseh, Rabbi Yehuda, is saying different than his father, the Biuda. She's the Biuda, and the Mishnah said that this is only said by a Shayara, but not by a regular person that, let's say, needs these walls. And uh, his son, Rabbi Yosef, the Biuda, comes along and says that it is not considered a Mechitza. Rashi tells us, Rabbi Yosef, Palig Ale Da'abu. Rabbi Yosef is arguing, the Matitin of his father, of the Mishnah. The Kama, Da'afilu Shayara. He's arguing and saying it's not a wall, not even for a shayara, meaning even for a caravan of people you need sheti ve'erev. And the Gemara begins. Amar Rav Hamenuna Amar Rav. Rav Hamenuna said in the name of Rav. Hare Amru, the rabbi said, we learned earlier, Omed Meruba ala parutz, if you have more wall, then you have parutz, then opening, Basheti regarding vertical walls, have omid. It's considered omid. Meaning on a vertical wall, all you need is majority closed, meaning omid. Even though you have some parutz, it's considered a legitimate wall. Where did we learn that from? So that she tells us we could deduce it from the Mishnah that we learned earlier, when the people were in the Bik'ah, and they made walls from the camels and from their Ukafot, that was their saddles and the pillows that were on the saddles. That's a vertical wall because they stack it high. And what did the Mishnah say over there? So long as you have majority of walls, 
that are there, even though you have some pirtzot, you have some openings, it's okay. So the rule we can say is by a vertical wall, which is a wall of a sheti, uh, it's enough that you have rubo omid. Right? That, Rabbi Menuna, is established fact. Ba'er Rabbi Menuna, so Rabbi Menuna now asks, Ba'er Mai, regarding the horizontal wall, for example, the case of these ropes, can you also say that so long as you have rov omed, majority walled, and minority not, can you still say that that's considered omed? I mean, do we apply the same rule by Erev as we do by the Sheti? So the Gemara says, Amar Abayeh, Abayeh says, Tashema, come and listen, Shi'ur Habalim, the Shi'ur of the Habalim that we learned in Amishnah of the ropes, the Ovyan and the thickness of the ropes, Yeter Al Tefah, altogether have to be more than a Tefah, Shi'iyu Hakol Asarat Tefahim, in order that you can have the wall of Ten Tefahim. Let's review how you have it. You have the three areas of Lavud, what takes you to, uh, let's say, a little less than nine, plus you have the thickness of the uh, ropes, that's a tefah plus, so that takes you to ten. Now by saying lavud, it's considered all omid. It's not considered parutz, meaning lavud is considered as if there is a wall there. So comes Abaye and says, ita. if you're going to tell me that you could rely on rov, meaning all you need is rov wall, lamali yeter al tefah. Why do I need to go out of my way to make a case where the ropes collectively had a tefah or more in order that you get the ten tefahim le'ibid pachot mishlosha why don't you make the following configuration make the first rope less than three from the ground ve'hevel mashu and the rope can even be a mashu we're not concerned about the thickness of the rope pachot mishlosha and then make the second rope within three ve'hevel mashu and again the rope a mashu and then go less than four tefahim mashu. So now let's figure it out in the configuration of what we gain by this. If you say you have from let's say the top rope to the second rope less than four tefahim, there is no lavud over here. So that is considered legitimate airspace because you cannot say lavud. So you have four tefahim of open area. But then in the next two ropes, meaning from the second rope to the first, and the first to the ground, there's less than three tefahim in each spot. So that's considered a wall of six. So you have rov, you have six omid, and four parutz. And that's Abayah's contention to Rav If you were going to tell me that indeed, you do say all you need is rov mechitzah, the Mishnah could have gave the configuration of using Lavu twice, and an airspace of four. Wouldn't the Mishnah have to go out of its way to say, three Lavu spots, and you have to come along and say that the thickness of the Habalim also came to the Shi'ud of the Tefah plus to get to ten? You don't have to say that. You can say that you had a spot of four, or less than four, so that's already an airspace, because there's no Lavu. Plus the other two uh, spots of Lavu, that's six. So it's majority. So the Gemara says, Vitispira. Does that make sense? How do you have a case of a spot of four and two spots of 
less than three. Hai pachot me'arba'ah. That spot of less than four. Hecha mukimle. Where are you going to put it? Meaning, in the configuration, you have three options. It can be the spot from the floor to the first rope, the second, the, the second rope to the third rope, or the uh, again the floor to the first rope, the first rope to the second rope, or the second rope to the top rope. That's where your four tefahim airspace could be. The Gemara now methodically is going to prove that no matter where you put it. Even if you want to say you have rov wall, because you have six from the navur and four from the airspace, it's not going to be kasher. Why? The Gemara says, Hecha mokimle, where you're going to put it. Imokimle tata'e, if it's going to be on the bottom. Picture number 119, where you see the four tefahim, or the less than four tefahim, is from the floor to the first rope. Havalekim shagedaim bokaimba. That's not going to be considered a legitimate wall, even though you have rov, let's say, from the lavud. But the bottom is open and the goats are able to penetrate. The goats can able to penetrate, it's not considered a wall. So that's not an option. So you'll tell me that maybe it's on the top, meaning in picture number 120, where you see the fortifahim space is between the second rope and the top rope. So the Gemara says, no, that doesn't work. So you're going to have the air of both sides that's going to nullify the top rope. The top rope, which is very thin, is going to be mevutal nullified from the airspace beneath it and the airspace above it. I mean, the airspace of the sky that's above it. And once you get rid of that uh, that top rope, so now already true, on the bottom you have a wall of six from the Lavud, however, you don't have a, uh, that's all you have, a wall of six, because that four now is not considered a wall at all, because there's no top, because you knocked off the top pole. So therefore it's not an option to put the four tefahim on top. So the Gemara continues, So you'll tell me, like picture number 121, you put it in the middle, meaning from the floor to the first rope, you have less than three tefahim, that's considered a wall. From the first rope to the second rope, you have four tefahim, or less than four tefahim. From the uh, second rope to the third rope, you have again less than three tefahim. So there you go, you have six tefahim of considered lavud, which is considered omid, and you have a minority of four tefahim parutz, and therefore that should be the option. Kemara says, no, that's not going to work either if it's in the middle. Why? Which means if you look at each side, each side of the middle is less than three tefahim. It is less than, so that's considered omed, that's considered a wall. But it is less than the amount of the parutz of less than four tefahim. So you're going to need, in order to nullify that middle, you're going to need to take both sides, meaning on the bottom and on the top, the six tefahim, in order to nullify the parutz of four, because each individual side cannot nullify it because the fourth time is bigger than each side individually. So the Gebarah says, you're going to have to do what? So he says, you're going to have to take shteruchot, shma'mina, then you're going to conclude and say, omed merubala parutz. 
that if you have Omed, you have more wall than Parut, Mishteruhot, even if you have to uh, calculate it from both sides, Havi Omed, it's considered Omed, and we know that's not Halakha. We know that each side has to be bigger than the parutz that's next to it. So therefore, that's not an option as well. So the Gemara is saying over here, Rav started off with a question. Do you say that if you have Rav Omed by the case of the ropes, by the horizontal case, by the ropes, if you have Rav Omed, is that going to be considered... Is that going to be considered also uh, legitimate, just like it was by the case of the uh, kanim or the case of the, uh, the, 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 the pile that they put to make the wall, which was a vertical wall? So the Gemara says, how are you going to configure it? By putting a wall of three tefahim and then three tefahim of lavud. So you have six tefahim of lavud and four tefahim of airspace. No matter how you configure it, it can never be kosher. So the Gemara says, Rav was referring to the following case. You took a mat and the mat's... Uh, uh, length was seven and a mashu. And what did you do? Vehakak ba gimal. And you cut out of that mat a shi'ud of three. Veshabak ba dalid umashu. So you were left with four and a mashu, and you cut out uh, three. The Gemara says, And you place that less than three from the ground. Now if you look at your picture books, it is picture number 122. You see the original mat was seven uh, plus, right? Seven in a mashu. You cut out a hakika of three. So that's your airspace. Then underneath the airspace you have the line of a mashu that's going across, and that is within three of the ground. So within three of the ground we say lavud. So you basically have uh, three and a mashu is considered omid, right? That's considered walled, because it's within three of the ground. And you have your four, which is actual wall. So you have seven and a mashu wall against three tefahim in the middle, that is not. So therefore we have a case of the Omed, is Merubah, ala parutz. Meaning in this case, Rabbi Menah wanted to know, could you employ the rule of Omed, Merubah, ala parutz? And you don't have the problems that we had in the other cases. In the other cases, we said that you have a problem of Gedaim Bochimbo. Here, since the bottom is less than three tefahim, we're not worried about any goats going through. And furthermore, the three tefahim airspace is overpowered by the four tefahim of wall that's next to it. So you don't have a problem of needing two walls to overpower it. And therefore, the issues that we had with the other configuration don't apply yet. Therefore, this was the case that Rabbi Minuna wanted to know. A case we had a mahatselet, it's four tefahim, you cut three tefahim of it, so that's airspace. You have a mashu of it, that's within three tefahim of the ground. So basically, from the ground to the mashu is considered wall. So that's considered basically, uh, let's say, three. And then you have 
the four, which is actually a wall, that's seven. So you have seven wall against three airspace. So that's what he was asking. Do you say the rule of parutz um, in the minimum and merubah and omed in the in the majority? Do you say it by walls as well? Now that's one way of understanding. Rav Asher He says no. He was actually asking a totally different question. He was asking the law of a suspended wall. What is the deen of a suspended wall? We have a wall, let's say, that is 10 tefahim. We know the minimum amount of a wall to be served as a mehitzah has to be 10 tefahim. Only issue in this case over here is that it was above 3 tefahim from the ground. Meaning the wall did not go all the way to the ground. So he wanted to know on such a wall, since you have the height and it's considered 10 tefahim, does it matter if it doesn't reach the ground or not. So to that, the Gemara comes along and says, Rashi, like to read the Rashi, which is three lines uh, before they get wide, This question was regarding a suspended wall. You have a mat that is ten. That's above the ground, three to five more yoter. What's the question? Do we say that the omed, meaning the wall of ten, is going to overpower that little area of three on the bottom? Since it's much less than it. Or do you say no? Why, why a wall? And that was a she'ela. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Tabla Merab. Similarly, Rabbi Tabla asked the question to Rab. Again, you have a suspended wall. In a dilapidated house, the walls sometimes are suspended. So he wanted to know if you have walls that are suspended off the ground, because they can be considered a wall, meaning, could you carry in that house on Shabbat? Is it considered a shutiyaqid? Amar le, and he answered him, En ela bimayim. He gave his rule and said, the only case where we allow a mehitzah materet is by water. Meaning, if you remember in your picture books, you go back to picture number 96, you have a case where a guy wants to draw water from his window into the water, uh, so he has his pail. Only problem is, how can he go from the water, which is a karmelit, into his reshut ayahid? Not allowed. So Hachamim allowed you to create suspended walls, Meaning, so long as they make, they make like a box that has walls of ten tefahim, and you put the, the pail in the box itself, and even though it's suspended, so it's considered as if the walls go all the way down to the water, and they were lenient, meaning it's a leniency, because bottom line is a lot of airspace in between. But when it comes to drawing water, since people need to drink water, hachamim were lenient. It's a special kula that the rabbis gave by water and not by regular walls of a house. Comes the Gemara and continues. So the Gemara brought the Mishnah, actually brought an opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda said this whole business of making a wall that only has a vertical side to it, does not have a horizontal cross to it, which means that's called the Mehisa that's an inferior wall, because a normal wall has a sheti and an arid. This wall only has 
a vertical line. So therefore he says that it's only a leniency that they gave for shayarot, for caravans, meaning people that got stuck in the Midbar, and they want to wall their uh, area, their valleys, so they could make these uh, quasi-walls. So the Gebra says, Bishayara, yeah, the caravan, yes. Biyahid, lo. But for a regular individual, for a regular guy, they're not given this uh, leniency. Now, a shayara minimally has three people. So you need three people to get this leniency. But for one individual guy, you have to make regular walls. So the Gibbana says, that's so? Did Rabbi Yudah say that? Ve'atanya, we learned in the Braitha. Rabbi Yudah, Omer, Rabbi Yudah says, Kol mehitzot Shabbat. Any wall that is legitimate for Shabbat, meaning even the inferior walls, lo hitiru liyahid, if an individual made such a wall, they allowed it for the individual. However, yoter mi time. They did not allow him to carry in an area more than time. How much is time? It's about 5,000 square amot. Meaning, the Gemara is clearly telling you, according to the Behuda, that even if you have these walls of reeds, let's say, an individual, you don't have to have three guys of a, of a shayara. Even one guy can carry, but he's restricted. How much is restricted? He's restricted. Uh, he has a big space. He can go up to 5,000 square amot. So the Behuda, how could you tell me in the Mishnah that this leniency was only said by shayara when you were even lenient by this by the case of a Yahid? So the Gemara says, hey, we can answer this. Kedamar of Nachman, Vetima Rabbi Bai Bar Abaye, Lo Nitzrecha Ela, Liten Lahem Kol Sorkan. Which means, yes, there is going to be a difference from Rabbi Yehuda between the Shayara and the Yahid. When it comes to the Shayara, the three people, it's Matir everything. You can carry as much as you want. There's no restriction. However, the Yahid. Yeah, we're going to give you the restriction of only 5,000 square amot, meaning bet satayim. So there is a difference. When he came along and said in the Mishnah that this heter was only said by shayara, I mean this heter of carrying unlimitedly, that was only said by a shayara when you have these inferior walls. But for an individual, that already the maximum is, as we said, you can only carry up to bet satayim. Rashi, I read the Rashi four lines after they get wide. Liten lahem kol sorkam, which literally means to give them all their needs. That which he said in the Mishnah, that this is specifically referring to a shayra, not the individual. Liten lo kol sorko, which means to give it all its needs. Which means, when it comes to the shayra, you can carry kol sorko. You're not limited to the bet satayim that the individual would be. So the Gemara says, "How can I here also?" We go back to the Gemara. By the shayara, you have kotsurkan, and by the yahid, um, you only have bet satayim. Gemara says, "Hecha itmad Rav Nachman." This was Rav Nachman's chiddush. Where was Rav Nachman's statement made? Beitima Rav Bibai. The name of Rav Bibai by Rav Yez. Aha. On this detail, we learned in our Mishnah. Kol mechitza she'en ashel sheti ve'ayrev. Any mechitza that's not made up of vertical and horizontal, in a mechitza is not considered a wall. Devre Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yudah. This is the chiddush of Rabbi Yosef, the son of Rabbi Yudah, which means it sounds like he's arguing on his father. Where Rabbi Yudah said it's a wall at least for shayara. And now we're learning the Buddha says it's even a wall for Yahid up to Bet Satayim. His son is saying it's not a wall. Call Mehitzah Shimoshetiverev Ena Mehitzah. 
So the Gemara challenges that. Gemara says, Did the Biyuda go so far and say it's not considered a wall at all? Did we learn? Whether it's an individual or whether it's a Shayara being a group of three people and you have a wall made out of these ropes. It, it, it applies. It is a legitimate wall. Uma ben Yahid l'shayera. So Rabbi Yosef ben Yehuda says, so what's the difference between the two? It says Yahid notim lo betzatayim. One guy he gets five thousand square mot with such walls. Shnayim two guys notim laem betzatayim. Again, you get the same betzatayim. Shelosha. If you have three people, na'asu shayara, that's like a status of a caravan, v'notim lahem bet shish. You get six satayim, which means it's not unlimited like his father. His father, once you had the three guys, you can go as much as you want. He restricted it up to six. But you see what? You see clearly he holds that there is viability of such walls. He says in our Mishnah, any Me'itzah that doesn't have shit to is nothing. What do you mean nothing? He's telling you clearly over here, for Yahid you have Betzatayim, for two guys you have Betzatayim, for three guys you have up to six Satayim. So the Gemara says, that's the Biyosem of that statement. Hachemim on the other hand, they say, whether it's for one guy, whether it's for three guys, Notim Nahim Kotsurkan. Hachemim are the most lenient over here. They say, these quasi walls, they work for an individual. He can carry as much as he wants. They don't put any bets at time restrictions. And for a shayara, certainly he can carry as much as you want. But ba'o bilvad, but they have one condition, the rabbis. Shelo yehe bets at time panui. They hold that all the area has to be used. You cannot have an area with these walls. It can be unlimited. So long as you're using the area, it can be 50,000 square amot. The point is, if there's betza time of not used area, then the rabbis say, these walls are not going to help. So long as the area is being used, the next doubt is going to explain what does it mean used, but as long as it's being used, then already, as far as you can go as much as you want. However, if you have betza time, two satayim that are not being used, then already you cannot carry. And then even we have a stira between the biyoseh, about Mishnah, that says it's not considered a wall at all between Rabbi Yosef and the Braita. So Amar of Nachman, Ve'etima, Rabbi, Bai, Barabaye, Lonitz, Ra'ela, Liten Lahem, Kol Surkan. Which means, when the Mishnah said that it's not considered a Mechitza, what it was saying was that when it's Sheti Ve'erev, you're restricted to what I said in the Braita. Meaning you cannot just carry as much as you want. If you're one guy, you got pets at time. If you're two guys, you got pets at time. And if you're three guys, you got six. But it's just not free for that you can carry as much as you want. So there's no contradiction. So let's review, gentlemen, the three she taught, which are very important for the next piece, in order that we can conclude and get to the halakha. There are basically three she taught over here. She taught Hakamim, she taught Rabbi Yehuda, and she taught Rabbi Yoseh, Rabbi Yehuda. Let's start with the most lenient opinion, that is the shita of the rabbis. They come along and say that when you have these walls uh, around a field, so they say whether it's for one person, two people, or three people, it's unlimited carrying, there are no restrictions, so long as all of the field is being used, and there's not two se'ah that is not being used. That is hachamim. Let's go now to the other extreme, Rabbi Yoseh bin Rabbi Yehuda, he's more stringent. He says, one guy, you got Bet Se'ah, 
Two guys, you got the Betzah. Three guys, six Seah. He maxes it out to six. Where his father came along and said, no, one guy, you got Betzah. Two guys, Betzah. Three guys, is a Shayara, unlimited. So therefore, we see Hakamim, the most lenient, Rabbi Yosef, the strictest, and Rabbi Yehuda, somewhere in the middle. Now we want to know, how do we follow Halakha? So the Gemara says, Darash Rav Nachman Mishum Rabbeinu Shemuel. Nachman, in the name of Rabbeinu Shemuel, gave a derasha. And he said, Yahid notnim lo bet satayim. An individual guy, if he has these type of walls, he's got the bet satayim, the 5,000. Bet, two guys, notnim lehu bet satayim. Right, two guys also get the bet satayim. Gimel. Three guys, Nasu Shayara, they have a deed of a caravan of people now, Finotim Lahem, Bet Shish. They get six. Meaning Rav Nahman was posek like Rabbi Yoseh, but Rabbi Yehuda. That's very strange. When you have the opinion of rabbis, and you take the opinion of Rabbi Yoseh, but Rabbi Yehuda, which is an individual, why would Rav Nahman leave the majority opinion of the rabbis that tell you it's unlimited for everybody and pick the opinion of the individual Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda? To that, the Gemara comes along and says, Shavat Rabbanan ve'avad Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda? You left the opinion of the rabbis to take the opinion of Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda? So the Gemara says, actually later on in his life, Rav Nahman retracted Hadar Later on, Okiv Rav Nachman Amora Ale. Rav Nachman had his Amora. That was like his interpreter that would say over the Shi'ur to the people. Bedarash. And that interpreter got up and said in the name of Rav Nachman, Tibarim Shamarti Lefnechem Ta'u Ten Biyadi. The stuff that I told you regarding these walls, it's a mistake what I told you. Which means, earlier I was posik like the Biyosib Buddha, I retract, it's a mistake. Biram, in truth, this is the halakha. Yahid notnim lo betzatayim. Again, individual, one guy gets betzatayim. Shnayim notnim lahem betzatayim. Two guys they get betzatayim. Shiloshah. Three. Nasu shayara. They're like a caravan. Ven notnim lahem kotsurkan. And they get unlimited. Now, this is very strange because we never saw an opinion like this. This opinion over here is a hybrid opinion. Which means when it comes to three. Obviously, we're following the rabbi's opinion that's saying you have called Surkan, you can carry as much as you want. So he took the rabbis regarding three people. However, the first opinion that says you can only carry up to Bet uh, Satayim to one or two people, that's still the opinion of Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda. So he took Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda halfway, and he took Hakamim halfway. So the Gemara is on the Amud Rishon of Yudzayim, Reshad Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda, Vesefar Abanan. The first part is Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda, that's limiting you to only Betzatayim, and the Sefar you take like, Hakarina tells you if there's three guys you can go unlimited. So the Gemara says, In, yes, Mishum Dekai Abu Beshitateh. Because Rabbi Yosef Rabbi is not alone. His father also agrees with him. As we learned in the Mishnah, Rabbi Yehuda, the father of Rabbi Yosef, also said that one guy you get betzatayim, two guys betzatayim. So you have two opinions that say that it's not unlimited with one or two people. It's only betzatayim. So Rahman made a compromise. When it comes to one or two people and you have these quasi walls, he took the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda and his son Rabbi Yosef, yeah, bets are time. When it came to the uh, three people, it's a shayara. Then he tells me, Kod Surkan, you actually have 
unlimited amount of carrying. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.